You're listening to an exclusive soundbite series brought to you by Wired for Wonder, a proud innovation by Combank and The Moment HQ. Prepare yourself as we take you on a mini journey to reignite your curiosity, foster wonderment, and send creativity bustling through your veins. Hello and welcome to the Wired for Wonder and The Moment HQ soundbite series. I'm your host, Monica Cade. Today we're chatting with Lucy Perry, who is an award-winning leader, rule breaker, and an exceptional communicator. After running a creative services firm for 20 years, Lucy decided to use her skill set to change the world. She was the founding CEO and director of a new international women's health charity, and now the CEO of Sunrise Cambodia, which is a world-class charity working on the ground in Cambodia to give much-needed help to at-risk kids, struggling families, and poor communities in some of the poverty-stricken provinces of the country. So let's welcome Lucy. Hey, Lucy, how are you? I'm good. Thanks, Monica. Thanks for joining me. Let's talk about creativity because Wired for Wonder is all about curiosity, expanding our minds and our perspectives. But what does creativity mean to you? Oh, it just flows through everything I do, I guess. Creativity is having the scope, being allowed to come up with different ideas, to take fabulous ideas from one industry and make them work in another. Um, Creativity is letting your kids wear whatever they like. I don't know. Mm. Creativity just flows through everything. Creativity is having a pink mohawk and not caring. Um, It it just is uh, part of everything I do, I guess. Mm. What inspired the hairstyle? Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm often asked that. I was invited to uh, a red carpet event with Angelina Jolie and so were several hundred other people and I thought that this haircut would help me stand out a little. So that's why I did it, but that was two years ago now and I've just stuck with it. And my kids dig it, so I'll keep it for a while, I guess. <laughs> that's fantastic. That's such a cool story. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> my son said to me, oh, Mum, the kids at school think, think your hair's really cool and it's pretty much what's getting me through right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> How old's your son? He's just turned 13. Oh, that's so cute. Mm. <laughs> Very sweet. Well, there you go. You know, some parents struggle to have their parents, have their kids thinking that they're cool and yours already do. <laughs> yeah, and I'm very easy to spot in the playground, so I'm glad <laughs> I can help there. <laughs> that's awesome. Can you tell me how you express your creativity in your life? I guess uh, everything from the space I live in to the teams I've built I've got a really boring car. That's probably the, the least creative thing in my life. It's just a, <laughs> a, a grey station wagon. Um, um, I like the way things look and I and I express that through the things I choose. And I'm not the wildest dresser in the world, but I certainly express my creativity through my little house and it's a really, I guess, a, quite a creative space. My creativity on a professional level, I, I actually did a fine art degree, so that was p- even part of my education was, was fine art and I majored in photography. Mm-hmm. But nothing about that degree taught me how to make a living out of my art Um, that degree just cranked out really poor artists I left with some fabulous skills but very little commercial knowledge of how to make a living Uh, but that's when I started my little 
a creative services firm and started servicing corporate clients. So using, I had that creative skill, but I, I used it to help clients sell bikinis and bricks and timber and, and football tickets. So I was able to commercialize my creativity. Upon finishing your degree, how did you find your way to start being able to commercialize your creativity? Was it just when you started the firm or what was the middle process before you started? Yeah, that's a good question. It's a huge step actually. Uh, we did a final show, a final exhibition, and that was when I crunched the numbers and realised it would be impossible to make a living as an exhibiting artist too hard. Mm-hmm. And as a photo media or photographer, I could see that commercial photographers were making really good money but still doing fabulously creative work. So um, I had my photography skills and then I had a slight hiccup in the middle there. I had a massive motorcycle accident and uh, I had um, 14 reconstructive operations and that really sort of slowed my life down. Then I realized I'd have to work for myself so it was actually that accident forced me to to be an entrepreneur I may not have been otherwise Um, and that's when I set up my my little agency and I was just really lucky in the early days to pick up a juicy corporate client in the building sector which wasn't that exciting Uh, but it was a fabulous client that that led on over the 20 years I ran that firm most of my clients I could trace back to that original client right at the beginning when I first left uni Um, so Uh, It was a realisation that I wasn't going to make money as a practising artist. It was a big fat accident that forced me to be an entrepreneur and then I just, I I threw my sick pay and everything I had at setting up my, um, my little agency and it succeeded. Mm, that's a very cool story. And I think it's so, um, you know, these life-changing moments sometimes turn us in these directions that we never knew that we could possibly go in until they take place. Yeah, that's right. I would never have planned it that way. Far out. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me what you love about getting a camera in your hands and like taking a photo. Uh, It's simply uh, a ticket to glory. Having a good camera, good gear and willingness has taken me all over the world. So I've, I enjoyed working in a studio for five or six years. I had my own photography studio and I enjoyed that. It's really cushy, really controllable. You totally control the light. You can shoot anything that fits in the door. Uh, but once I offered my skills as a photographer um, to NGOs and I was travelling the world, then I really, wow, my horizons broadened. I went on some amazing adventures. I travelled all over Ethiopia all by myself Um, five years ago I was actually in Cambodia for the first time and was shooting midwives at work in the in the rice fields of remote Cambodia I would never have seen that stuff as a tourist Mm. Um, on that very same trip I went to Siem Reap where all the tourists go to see Angkor Wat the amazing temples and um, hung out in a very touristy area and then went to the south um, to a place called Takao and hung out in a health center where women were coming to give birth and uh, it was just just such a different experience one that um, you know normal barang a foreigner would never ever have access to Mm. so what I love about having a camera in my hand is it gives me a ticket to just see the most amazing things I also like put it I love putting it down too and not having a camera so um, my last little adventure was to the Philippines and I forgot the bits bits and pieces I took my underwater camera forgot the card forgot the charger just what a dope but we went there to um to snorkel in some of the most amazing reefs in the whole world forgot my camera but it meant that the whole time two weeks of snorkeling four hours a day 
I wasn't taking photos. I was I was just snorkeling and enjoying and having the most amazing time. So sometimes it's nice to put your camera down too. I agree with you. I have a uh, I love taking ocean photos, and I, I live by the ocean. So whenever I go for my walks, I like to take my phone with me just to take creative snaps. And then, but recently, I've also noticed that same experience where I sometimes don't want to. I just leave the phone because I just want to take it in for myself and not have to worry about taking a photo. Yeah, that's right. Experience it rather than shoot it. But uh, on the flip side of that, it still does also take you to some amazing places. So. Yeah, definitely. What's your most favourite thing to capture? Um, oh, to be honest, it would be my kids. Oh. Um, they're, gro- they're growing up so fast. Yeah. And to think the photos I took when my my first child was born, I, I took 3,000 photos in the first year he was alive. Wow. And I think I took seven photos of my third child. <laughs> <laughs> but they just grow up so fast. So to look back on those photos when they were babies and toddlers, I feel like I've sort of lost that little human being. They've grown into these much, much bigger humans. So I love taking photos of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love taking photos of, of people, so people in people in unusual situations. I've got a fabulous photo which was actually taken of me and two of my team when we were in Cambodia and we went back to see this man that we've been supporting his village and he's in his 70s mm-hmm. and he was marched out into a field by Pol Pot's army to be executed in the late 70s and the only reason why he's alive is they ran out of bullets and in Cambodia to be in your 70s is unusual that's that's quite a life expectancy there early 50s is life expectancy for the Khmer and and so this guy's quite elderly and quite revered and he his gorgeous wrinkly smiley face was featured in one of our appeals and so we went back to his village to say hi and there's this gorgeous photo we took a selfie of, of this guy, his name's Lau, and with me and Carmen and Imogen from my team. And then someone else took a photo of us looking at my phone, enjoying the, um, just looking at, at the selfie that we took and the look on his face. And we're all roaring laughing. And mm-hmm. it's just such a gorgeous moment. So I love those sorts of photos, those kind of little moments in people's lives. That's what I enjoy shooting. Oh, that's beautiful. And it's so nice to look back on those at that at a later point and just be reminded of that time as well, which is so yeah. great about photos. Yeah. yeah. And the photo that was taken of him that featured in our appeal, our founder went back to his village and, and took him a, a copy of that image of him oh. uh, in a frame and everything. And she took it to him and she sent me an email and said he didn't actually have a hook to hang it on but it's pride of place in his little timber hut in his little village oh bless that's so sweet oh that's lovely and with your travels to Cambodia and you've obviously you know connected with a lot of the families and the children over there what have you noticed about their perspective on life uh to be honest I've noticed that it's more similar to ours than we think Mm-hmm. that there are similar we actually want the same things we're just in a different context mm. that kids in Cambodia bore just as easily as kids in Australia mm-hmm. um, that they kick around villages with nothing to do and uh, boredom is a huge problem in developing countries where there's just nothing to do and when the sun goes down the lights are out and there's more of nothing to do and it's soul destroying Mm. Um, that um, there's a 
a little difference in Cambodian culture that I notice is a, is great respect for elders um, that you don't see so much in Australia. That just because someone has um, reached an elderly age, that means that they deserve the respect of the rest of the community. So that's a really nice part of Cambodian culture. I also noticed that that they put the person who is the worst perpetrator in charge of the worst problem. So <laughs> in, in most villages there'll be an alcoholics committee uh-huh. and the biggest alcoholic in that village is the head of that committee because they know the problems of the alcoholic. So I actually think that's really clever because they bring to they bring to the committee <laughs> the needs of the alcoholics. I think that's perfect. Uh, so there's lots to be learned from Cambodian culture. I think that when you don't have a lot of res- a lot of resources that it makes you really resourceful and i can tell you this from running a not for profit when you don't have the resources you suddenly become really good at doing things for nothing or for free it's why i got good at facebook because it was free mm. and i had zero budget to um, to get a message out there uh, so i think if i'd had been given a half a million dollar budget i'd have spent it but yeah. because i didn't have the budget i had to wrangle i had to work out this algorithm and how facebook worked so being poor actually makes the the poor Khmer people incredibly resourceful and I think it's really admirable. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely a wonderful skill to have and I'm sure some of the listeners who have worked in similar situations or, you know, have not had those budgets and have also had the same experiences you have, it prepares you for something greater when you do have the budget later. You know how to, you know, value and respect what you what budget you have then. Yeah, or even better to monetize that. So now you've got this fabulous skill, monetize it. So I've run workshops for corporates who've made big fat donations to Sunrise Cambodia and I'll run a two-hour workshop on Facebook for them. So something that I did to try and save money is now something I can monetize. Hippie parade. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And just before we wrap up, I wanted to ask you, what do you love about Wired for Wonder? Oh, I love it because it's really different. I'm a keynote speaker, so I go to conferences all the time and I go to conferences all over the world, also in the States where, boy, do the Americans know how to conference. (laughs) But Wired for Wonder is really different, a fabulous different format, really different ideas. It's clever. It's stimulating. Uh, From first speaker to last, they're awesome. They don't start great and, and gradually die as the day continues. They're awesome amazing speakers and a fabulous creative format it's Mm. nothing like it yeah it's fantastic well thanks so much for taking the time to chat to us it was a very inspiring conversation oh you're welcome nice to talk to you all right take care